Hey, y'all, it is Easter. I mean, Easter is a big deal. I mean, it's like the Super Bowl, the World Series, WrestleMania, all rolled into one big glob of awesomeness. I mean, it's what the whole shooting match is about. It is what it is completely and totally about. We as Christians are an Easter people. Easter is our entire song. It is who we are. We are a resurrection people. And I love Easter. I'll say it as a preacher, if you can't preach on Easter, then I, we got to do something with you. I mean, it's a big deal. It's, I mean, we, we, get, we get to wake up and there's sugar. <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. We get to... We get to dress up. I get to wear pink socks on purpose. Y'all, I'm wearing white pants. Seriously. I'm like a human Easter egg. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, my wife is so proud of me. Somebody said, somebody said, Holly, pick that out for you. I said, Holly wasn't there when I bought it. So, you know, some days, some days she lets lets me dress myself. And that's what happens. Pink socks. It's exactly what happens. I mean, Easter is the best. It, 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 it's why we worship on Sundays. In the Old Testament, the day of worship for the people of God was sundown Friday to sundown Saturday, the Sabbath. Yet we are a resurrection Easter people. It is why we do this entire thing on Sunday. That is, this is our song as believers. We are the people of resurrection. We are the people of redemption. We are the people of hope. We are believers in the power of God's resurrection. I love Easter. And I love, I have these little, little traditions I do on Easter every, every Sunday, uh, on Easter Sunday. I'll, I'll wake up early after I eat all my peeps and get all jacked up. Um, I'll, 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 I'll get on Facebook and I'll watch Easter across the globe. I have friends of mine that are believers in other lands, other nations. I saw a picture of an Easter sunrise service this morning in Dubai. There are believers across the world right now that are joining their voice with ours, singing Hosanna, Hosanna to the resurrected king. I talked to a friend of mine yesterday in Bethlehem and talked to how on, on Easter Sunday in the church of the Holy Sepulcher, the, the traditional side of Christ death and resurrection. They have a tomb. That's the traditional side of the tomb. And one man comes out with a candle representing the light of Christ. And that one candle is taken and it lights up the entire church where it's nothing but flame and light. For resurrection has triumphed over death. Easter's a big deal. I text my buddies and say, hey, give them Jesus. Because we come to church today expecting You know, we come today as a preacher, we have a shot. (laughs) You're giving the church a shot today. And we have a chance to impact all of you with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Give them Jesus. Give them hope. Give them life. Give them resurrection. Give them the power of the raised Christ. Give them Jesus. Easter is a big deal. I love it. I I love to press in with the choir we process. I mean, all I need is a big stick like a drum major and a funny hat. Like I said, I've got the socks. I'm halfway there. 
Easter's a huge deal. I love Easter. It's what everything is about. Everything, all the faith, everything we do hinges on Easter. It is the point of it all. I love it. Today's Easter. But today's also April 16th. It's my mom's birthday. You know, my, my poor dad, bless his heart. His birthday is December 26th. There's no worse day for a birthday than December 26th. Like, even Christmas Day is better, you know? Because at least then you can have like a Christmas birthday party. Like, December 26th, we're just all tired. We want to eat. We don't want to do anything with birthday. So my poor dad's just glad somebody remembers it's his birthday, much less get to anything. So, so my poor dad's always had, had December 26th as a birthday, but today's April 16th, my mom's birthday. So she gets, she gets a little bit of what daddy gets every year. She gets kind of swallowed up in a, in a bigger in a bigger holiday. So it's April, April 16th, my mom's birthday. Uh, but April 16th is a day that has other significance uh, to me and my family. Uh, and I, I, I'll, you know, very transparent. I struggled only talking about my Easter sermon to um, if I wanted to go here or not. But uh, y'all know me. I'm pretty transparent. Now, I love the, the quote by Lincoln. If I was two-faced, do you think this is the face that I would wear? Um, you know, I love that quote. That's a great quote. It's a great quote. Uh, but I've always tried to be transparent and live fully in front of you. Uh, so today is April 16th. Uh, it's a big day. It's, a, it's, a, it's an important day in my family's life. Um, I often wish I could get like a big shovel and dig a hole and kind of go underground from around April 15th to about April 19th. I would love to just kind of go off the grid for those four days. Yeah, I would be very happy to do that every year. Uh, I try to stay busy. Uh, you, a couple years back, we had our covenant meeting here at the church on the 16th, which was good, kept me busy. Um, my, if my wife, my wife ever doubts my love for her, one year I took her to an Alan Jackson concert on April 16th. And I hate country music. So if she ever doubts my love for her, I can just bring up Alan Jackson. So, you know. But why April 16th? Why is it such a, a big day for us? Some of you know my story. Some of you don't. Um, my mom was murdered on April 16th. She was murdered by my father. And so mom and dad that I talk about are my grandparents. My mom and daddy raised me. My grandparents raised me, and I call them mom and daddy. So uh, she was murdered on her mom's birthday, April 16th, and then buried on mine two days later, April 18th. So yeah, this is not always a fun time of year for the Stoddard slash Bigner family. We'd be very happy just to kind of let it just kind of just be there and not address it and just move on. So uh, April 16th is often a difficult day for me and my family. But yet it's Easter. And so here we are on this day. This day that personally, uh, the older I get, I think the harder it gets, the older I get. It's funny, you'd think grief would work differently, wouldn't you? 
Sometimes you would think the further away you are from an event, the less you feel. It seems like for me, the older I get and the further away from it, the more difficult it gets sometimes. And I know that's kind of inverse from how you think about it, but that's just what's happened to me. So here I am, proclaiming resurrection, proclaiming the power of God to triumph over sin, death, and the grave. And here I am speaking the resurrection power of Jesus Christ while inside my own heart feels conflicted. Because, yes, I believe in the power of God to restore. And I believe in the power of God to redeem. And I believe in the power of resurrection to conquer everything. But I cannot lie. It still hurts. And just because I believe in resurrection does not mean that I do not grieve. And just because I believe in the power of resurrection does not mean that there is still not a scar there. And just because you can stand and proclaim hallelujah does not mean that you are not still broken. And sometimes we proclaim hallelujah, he is risen. Sometimes we proclaim resurrection and we're not even sure if we believe it ourselves. So we say it with our mouth and we believe it in our heads, but sometimes our heart is still broken. Sometimes we are broken resurrection people. And sometimes our hallelujah is a broken hallelujah. As we know what we believe and we stand upon it and we claim it, but our hearts still break with the reality of death, sin, and the grave. And we know that Christ has conquered. This is not about believing or not believing. But sometimes we just don't feel it. But church, you need to know this morning that God's truth and the resurrection is not based upon your emotions. Christ has been raised from the dead this morning, whether you feel it or not. Life has triumphed over the grave this morning, whether you feel it or not. Life has won, and God's victory is not predicated upon our purpose, our perfectness. God's victory is not predicated upon us feeling it. God's victory is not predicated upon us getting it all together and having it all put together and being perfect. But God's victory is predicated upon the fact that the tomb is empty and that the grave could not keep him down and sin could not claim him. But he is resurrected. And he is alive, and he is transforming, and he is restoring, and he is reclaiming. Even if our eyes are filled with tears, and even if our life is not all put together, and even if it still hurts, we are a people of resurrection. And we are a people of hope, even in the darkness. We are a people of life, even in the death, because Christ is victorious over all things. We are resurrection people. You know, a few weeks back, it's funny, I I write sermons kind of thinking ahead, and uh, I had a line in my notes today 
that simply said this and it said, Sam. We gave our friend Sam back to God a few, about a week or so ago. One of the things I learned from Sam was that the effect of the fall is death. Scripture says this, the wages of sin are death. So the effect of Adam and Eve falling from grace was that death entered the world and death became a reality. And so within that, then all of the Old Testament law, all the law of the Old Testament was against guarding against, was, was dealing with guarding against and beating back and destroying and defeating death. All the Old Testament law was predicated upon destroying and defeating death, all of it. So within that, the notion of cleanliness, that's a big deal because death equals unclean. So the notion of cleanliness in the Old Testament has more to do with avoiding the consequences of sin, avoiding the effect of sin, avoiding the destructive power of sin. So death in the Old Testament equals sin. So much of the Old Testament is about defeating, destroying, guarding against sin. So to touch death is to make you unclean. And you avoid that with all that you are. So then, prayer with the Good Samaritan. Remember that parable? We see it. See a man going to Jerusalem, and he's beat up and left, Scripture says, nearly dead. So then you see two, two guys come by, priest and Levite. Priest, think preacher. Levite, think seminary student. And they see the guy on the side of the road. And they keep going. We're like, come on, guys. Do something. Help, help a brother out. At least put it on Facebook or something. Tweet about it. Snapchat something. Do something. And they keep going. We're like, man, you guys are losers. Poor guy on the side of the road nearly dead. And y'all just keep on walking. Y'all are sorry. What's wrong with y'all? According to the law, they were barred from helping him. You know why? He looked nearly dead. If the priest or the Levite in that story had touched the man on the side of the road, they would have been ritually unclean. Would have been barred from doing their duty in the temple. They could not touch him. Because to touch him would have been to encounter death. And when you encounter death, you are unclean. They could not touch him. They were obeying the law. The law says you cannot touch death. And yet what did Jesus do? He took on death. He became death and forever defeated and destroyed the power of death. Jesus Christ broke the back of death. Where, oh death, is your victory? Where, oh death, is your sting? It is forever and completely and totally defeated forever. Jesus Christ defeated the power of death forever. And not, y'all, not just, not just death one day. Like we know, we know there's going to come a day. There's going to come a day with no more sickness. There's going to come a day with no more death. There's going to come a day with no more cancer. There's going to come a day when no woman ever fears for her safety again. There's going to come a day when no child is ever hungry. There's going to come a day with no more cancer. There's going to come a day when all the struggles of this world are gone. There will come a day when all the things of this earth are put to death forever. We know that one day that will happen Jesus has defeated the power of death forever. But Jesus has defeated the power of death now. Death. Shame. 
we go into the tombs of our lives and we harden our hearts out of shame. Shame over sin. We harden our hearts out of lust and pride and hatred and unforgiveness. And what I'm telling you now, friends, is that Jesus Christ will not just defeat death one day, but Jesus Christ will break the power of death in your life now and allow you to experience resurrection now. Restoration from sin, restoration from brokenness, restoration from unforgiveness, restoration from all manner of sin. You don't have to stay entombed in the tomb anymore, but you can come out and experience grace. Death has been defeated. Not just one day death, but the power of death today. Through the power of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter what you're going to do. Life has triumphed over death. And you are forgiven. Death has been defeated. And life has triumphed. We are a resurrection people. And it doesn't mean it's all perfect. And it doesn't mean our cries of hallelujah are always with joy in our hearts. But sometimes they're broken. And that's okay. Because God's truth is not based upon you but it's based upon him. You are loved. And life has triumphed over death. Even if we struggle to believe it. Death does not have the final word. Sin does not have the final word. Hatred does not have the final word. The grave does not have the final word. But life has the final word. Through Jesus Christ, we can live. The resurrection, we can be forgiven. Death has been defeated. We are and Easter people. I love Easter. Let's pray.